This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. So we should start with, I like your haircut, Craig. <laughs> and I'm going to reply with, thank you, Elliot. <laughs> well, I'm going to reply with, I told Elliot that I thought you looked like Chet from Weird Science. <laughs> That's the truth. And not the chat, the, the, the brother chat. It's when he gets turned into the blob. But I was also told that I pick on Craig too much, too. So Yeah. Look at Elliot's hair. When, when are you getting yours done, Elliot? They're all trying uh, to touch the ceiling. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty soon. Probably in the next couple of days. It's, it's time to go get a cut. And the sideburns have to get cut, too. When's the Olufsen deal going to get done? I mean, how much is he going to get? Do you know? Have any inside information on I that? Haven't, I haven't looked at Olufsen, but you remember that I think there were some teams that were interested in trading for him this year, and they, you know, they didn't because they were a little concerned about the QO and the next contract. So, Elliot, I was, um, you know, cap-friendly, right? Of course. Okay. It's, uh, I was on there the other day. And I found out when going on cap friendly mm-hmm. that there's uh, once you c- kind of click a little button in the corner, it has, what is it? Armchair GM. Armchair GM. Yes. Olison was traded yesterday. Well, first of all, to me, when it comes to Olison, it's what are you paying for? Like, are they doing a big term deal? You tell no me. No way. I don't think they're doing a big term deal. He's one more year to UFA, right? Yep. Do you so not you, think do you not think that he has value on the market though? I think I, his I value do, is I, I I do. I just think what I what I think is that as I told you, remember like your old buddy Chris Jury, I think he really liked Olison, but he didn't like the ARB case. And why is that? He's, he's going to get, what, a one-year deal? How much do you think got, he's going to make? Well, he's got a good arm case. How many goals did he score last year? 20? Players like that do... Yeah, but he well also went arbitration. 30 games without without scoring a goal. It doesn't matter. The, you're, you're talking about arbitrate. Well, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. I don't right. know. How much How much do you think he's going to get in, in an arm case? He had, right. 40, he had 49 points, points, 20 goals, I think, in... Look at other people. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Four and a half. Look, five. Yeah. Look at the other people around him and look how much they get paid. He's getting five million. Like the one thing you can't do is you can't compare him to UFAs. You cannot use UFA contracts comparable to ARB cases, but you can look at other people his age who signed, uh, who signed contracts when they weren't like, okay. I mean, look, we'll do this right now. Let's take a look at, I'm going to the stats page. Okay, so last year in goals, let's go regular season. Victor Olofsson, with 20 goals last year, he ranked 130th in the league. Okay, who else has got, who else had 20 goals last year? Ricard Raquel, Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall, Tyler Toffoli. Geez, Victor Hedman had 20 goals. To Donov, but that's a UFA deal. Like there's there's people here making good money. 
What's you know, Josh, Josh Anderson had 19 million had, had 19 goals last year. He makes five and a half million. I just can't remember if he signed that as a UFA or an RFA. Ricard, well, Ricard Raquel is a de- decent comparison. Mm-hmm. Comparable, I would say. What's he make? I gotta go look. Ricard gotta, Raquel. Do you like four point five? Or, uh, I think he's more than that, isn't he? No, Raquel's way over three and a half. He was a uh, he was a, he was like in the last year of his contract last year. Uh, Ricard Raquel made oh. 3.8. Um, ah, Wolfson's going to get over four in an ARB case, I would say. I would think so. So that's and why, and why are the Sabers worried about that? I mean, that's I don't think the Sabers are worried about now. I think what they're they're talking about is the term. Because next year he's a UFA. So if he has another 20 goal season next year, Craig, that number goes up. Like how many, how many, how many 20 goal scorers, 30 goal scorers score those amount of goals being absolutely nowhere near the net? Like I mean 20 feet from the net. How many guys? Where's that statistic? You know, you know who you know who that's a lot like? Mike Hoffman. Okay, enough said. Because I wouldn't want Mike Mahoffman so, on my team. Mike Hoffman's four and a half or five million, zero. isn't he? Yeah. So Josh Anderson, I'll give you an idea. Was any- he scored nineteen goals this year? He signed his last contract. He was still an RFA, and the base salary for his last couple RFA seasons was four million. So he's a four million. Olson's a four million player yeah. as an RFA. Yes, a four four and a half million dollar yeah. guy. One-year deal, but what would you have to pay him if you're paying him in a long-term deal? Because Olison's going to want to get paid. He's going to want the the length of the contract, and it's going to be it's going to be five and a half. Yep, or more. I don't know. I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why he wouldn't want just a one-year deal. Take a one-year deal and go to UFA, or take a two-year deal and. No, you definitely don't want a two-year deal if you're Olson. You want a one-year no. deal. You want to you hit want it out of the park. You want a one-year deal or you want something with a bit of term. Okay, well, they're not going to give him a long-term deal, I would imagine, right? I. Uh, it depends on what the number is, but I would be surprised. Uh, Craig Anderson going to come back? They, they keep saying they'd like him back. I mean, I've never heard anything more public in my life about liking a guy that you got to pay money to, but they're very vocal about... How much they want him back? Is he going to come back? Do you think? I think I do think there's a decent chance he's coming back. They have to work it all out, but I've heard that you know they are having those conversations with him. Okay, all right. Well, let's move on to what happened this week. Colorado won the cup. You were there. How unbelievable is this? Kale McCarr, like arguably the greatest player in the world. Uh, what a series! What a playoffs! Where are you at after wrapping it up? The best team won. They were the best team this year. Unfortunately for Tampa, when they lost point and they lost Sorelli, the offense dried up. They only had one line that could score and really create. Um, and Colorado was just too good defensively to for Tampa to handle that. Uh, Vasilevsky almost got them to game seven, but they just had no margin for error, uh, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, like, but that Makar, he's going to win a Hart Trophy. Oh, I said that. I said that same thing to Craig yesterday. I'm like, this kid's gonna win a Hart Trophy. Look at his career already. He's t- gonna yeah. be 20, 
three or four in October. And he's won the Hobie Baker. He's won the, he's won the, the, the uh, Calder Trophy as Rookie of the Year, the Norris Trophy, the Conn Smythe, and the Stanley Cup already. Like, and he's, he has 180 points in 178 games. He is this how many is, ga- How many games? 107, 107, 107 games. He has 180 points. Yep. He is going to win a heart one day, maybe even next yeah. year. I, I think he could win it as soon as next year. I think he's going to be in the, I think he's going to be in the debate as the, as, as the best player in the game. Like we talk about McDavid, we talk about Matthews. He's going to be right there. Do you hear what Landis said after they won? What did he say? Find a, or he was asked about a cop, the league being a copycat league. How do you think teams will replicate what you guys yeah, have done? And right. and he responded with, got to find a Kale McCarr. Yeah, I mean, like, that's it's so easy. Like, 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 I think he's totally right. McCarr changed the complete uh, trajectory of this team. What was it, five years ago, Petey? He was playing in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Yeah, the AJHL. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it just goes to show that you know, like it, you know why, like why wasn't Kale McCarr playing in the best, you know why wasn't he playing in the best junior hockey league in the world? Well, because you know? he wanted because he was keeping his college options open. Well, right? I'm, I was I was about to add for to play in in if you're going to go to college, the USHL is the premier league. It's the premier league. You know, basically, a a lot of the top players in the United States that are going to college are playing in the USHL, and he played in the Alberta Hockey League. He he played exceptionally well. It's it's not about what league you're in. It's about if you're getting the ice time to continue to improve, and that's that's where he was at, and he did exceptionally well. I think he went to what uh, Mass uh, UMass, yes, UMass, yeah, yeah. I loved Kadri. I loved seeing him win. I, I mean, I loved his comment. Yeah. I just, I, I, I think he's one of the guys I was probably most happy for. I, I would agree with you. I think a lot of, I, I think a lot of people would agree with you. How's Leaf I, Nation? How's yeah, Leaf that, Nation dealing with uh, the Nazem Kadri? You know, hoisting the Stanley Cup, cruising around. You know, how are they feeling right now? How's the buzz there? You know, I I think a lot of people here are happy for him. Yo, Craig, you know, I I think there will be a lot of, if people here are being honest, there's a lot of people who thought that trade had to be made at the time. I'd say so. I would have agreed. After the playoff incidents and stuff and the suspensions, I'd say yeah. it would be time to move on. And you know what? He might not have turned into the player that he is if he wasn't moved. Because well, he, yeah. he may not the have guy ever was in learned his lesson. Fat club. Every time I turned around, I'm reading something that, you know, he isn't the fat club. He wasn't training well. He wasn't doing this. He's a, you know, what, an eighth overall pick, blah, blah, blah. Like Nazem Kadri this, Nazem Kadri that. It's like, I mean, he never, it, it seemed like they, they, they didn't give him any breathing room there. Goes out to Colorado now. He, it's like he's a free bird and he's flying. Like yeah. I would love to know. Do you think that he'll resign in Colorado? Like I just don't think that they have the money for him. Do they? I think he would like to stay. Like I'll tell you this. I think the Chushkin wants to stay too. But it's they're really tough deals to make. 
really hard deals to make. Well, especially with uh, Nate McKinnon, you know, going into the last year of his deal, making yeah. what six point three, which is, I mean, listen, I mean, it's a lot of money. Six point three million dollars is a lot of money, but he has been underpaid for a very long time. Yeah, he should be one in the, the math. Top. He should be in the Matthews range. He's eleven. He's eleven five plus. Yep. I know we don't have a uh, a whole lot of time with you today. Let's talk about that horse shit Hall of Fame induction list yesterday. What's with the wrong exception with it? Of a, with the except, <laughs> what's wrong with it? You know. Well, look, look. I, I, okay. I'm. I remember who I'm talking to. I. Who are you? No. What the hell does that mean? Who no, you're no, talking? No, 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 no. Let me let me say it. I understand your disappointment about McGillney. I get it. Yes. Alex McGill. When I say I remember who I'm talking to, I know I'm on in Buffalo. McGillney should 100% be there. Are you saying that? Are you saying that to appease an audience? No, no, no. no. I like, I saw a lot of McGillney. I saw him win Stanley Cups. I saw him in Toronto. Guy, incredible player. And you know what? Like, people in this day and age, they don't understand the risks he took and the chances he took. Exactly. Who to took a bigger risk? Was it Fatisov or McGilney? It was definitely McGilney because Fatisov had permission, really, right? He had permission, but he had to fight, and he was in. A, he was under. Yeah, a lot, he was under he a lot of fight. scrutiny for he, for. He had to fight. About but it. Finally, at the end, it was it was with permission. McGilney took off on his own, like he yeah, did in the trunk of a car with Don yeah. Lewis and Jerry Meehan. Is like I, I agree with you. I think McGill, like, look, I have no problem with the Sedins and Alfreds and Luongo. They all deserve to be there. Um, however, I do I think McGillney deserves to be there too. Okay, so there is a list of players not in the Hall of Fame, Elliot. And we don't even need to name them, but we can if you want. That deserve to be in before these guys. Like no way a sec. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Sedins are first ballot guys. No question about it. No question about it. Alfredson had to wait. Uh, Luongo, I can't remember uh, when uh, he, how long he had to wait or if he had to wait. But I, I have to say that there's, like, you're not questioning the Sedins, are you? No, but I mean, I, I, Alfredson, I mean, all these guys being first, but Luongo, no, abs- I mean, he's Hall of Famer, but yeah, uh, Alfredson's not a first ballot guy, he had to wait, yeah, but I mean, he could still wait longer. There are, like, you know, there are other guys, there are just there are other guys, and I don't know, I mean, I just I look at Alfredson and I think, yeah, like, great player, great, like, he, he, he the Hall of Very Good, but I mean, Hall of Fame right now, I don't, I don't know. I, I think Alfredson's a Hall of Famer. I admit I have a bias. He was probably the favorite player I ever covered. But I'm with you. I think McGillney should be in there. there. He should be. There's no question about it. It's kind of crazy he's still not in the Hall of Fame. Why isn't uh, Barry Trotz coaching next year? Barry Trotz, I think, needs a break. He needs a break. Okay. And, you know, his fa- his family situation, I think, is, you know, I think his son, you know, he wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I think he wants to spend more time with his family. And I, I think he made 100% the right call. You guys know coaches. If you're not all in, you're going to lose. And he was not all in. 
It's a yeah. big, big, that's a coaching job wide open for someone to take because he was a lock to yeah. snag uh, one of those spots. Where's the next coach to land? Uh, the next coach to land, I think Boston. I think Montgomery's in it. I think Quinn's in it. When are we going to uh, see a new guy? I think you'll see one in Detroit. Tired of seeing all this recycled guys over and over and over and over and over again. Where are the? I think you'll. Blood? I think you'll see one in Detroit. Who? I'm very. Uh, one of the maybe one of the two Tampa guys, Halpern or Lalonde. Okay. Uh, and I'm very and Winnipeg. It's possible. I'm not sure though. You talked about Mark Savard and or Jay McKee, whose team is going to the uh, Memorial Cup, by the way, but. Yeah. About one of those two guys too when they were playing. Any any word on Savard or McKee? No, not right now. And I'm not sure McKee could even interview. What about uh so Savard, no Savard in Boston? I don't think so. Okay. Draft coming up. Any trades that you feel are gonna be dropping at yeah, the draft? I think I'm gonna spend the next couple of days looking at that. And I do think there's gonna be stuff going on. I do. Salary's gonna be passed around, you think? Uh, there could be some of that. There could also be more of other. I, I think some teams are going to try to move up in the draft. I wonder about Arizona trying to get another pick high. I wonder about Columbus trying to move up. Um, I think there's going to be I, there's there's a, there's a lot going on out there, guys. There's a lot going on. Is Shane Wright the consensus number one pick? I've heard different things from different teams. I've heard some teams like Slavkowski. I think some teams like Cooley, and I think some teams like Wright. Um, you know, I, I have to say this, that um, one of the things about, um, about Wright, I think is unfortunate, is a lot of the last two seasons of his career got wiped out because of COVID. Yep. You know, he is the easiest pick you're going to have in this draft. And he talked, their their GM there was talking about, uh, you know, a lot, they're, they're making moves. Any chance they move out of number one? I have wondered about that. <laughs> I think I, I think that only happens if you get a great deal. You have to get a fantastic deal to do that. Well, what about, what about New Jersey? Or, or a guarantee that you are getting the player you want. Oh, I was just going to say about New Jersey. There's lots of talk about New Jersey. Well, they're and, they're and definitely pick. they're definitely interested in it. But Craig, you've got to again. You you have to get a player that makes sense to move out of number two. Yeah, like who makes sense for them? You have to get a player who's you know you have team control of for a long time. I but what that says to me is the is that New Jersey wants to win this year. Like they've got enough youth. Now here we go. Well, what's Lindy Ruff's status there? He's, he, he's, he's coming back. I know he's coming back, but does he have a short leash? Probably shorter than most. I mean, you know, like they, they got to win. They, they got to win. What's PK Subban going to do? That's uh, a speak- great question. Why is that a great question? I like when you say that. Because I'm, you know, I'm curious. Like I watched him on first take this week. We know he's got a media career. No shit. No shit. You think you think he would retire? Uh, I, I I haven't reached out to him. 
So who have you reached out to? Well, I'm going to reach out to him directly. Okay. To find out if he's going to retire? Well, I want to ask him what his plans are. He should come to Buffalo and wear number 76 for a year. Is that what you want? No. Uh, well, sign his brother. Bring his brother back. He's not going to kill you. Give him a shot and bring in bring in P.K. Subban. I would take Subban here. Negative. <laughs> when, you, when you go look at Cap Friendly, which is like the Bible for hockey. Yes. One of the top teams in the league in salary is Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. The Tampa Bay Lightning um, are going to be, they're going to be in trouble, right? They're going to probably going to try and find a way to get these guys back. But when you look at, you know, the, the money that they have on defense alone, they have two restricted free agents. Okay. Sergachev and Cyrnik. Both of those two guys, can you keep both of them is the question because they're both going to want a lot of money. Do you not agree? Yes. Which one do you keep? Although I will, I will say this, that the Tampa guys are willing to, you know, shave a little bit here and there to stay happy. Like Craig, one of the things I'm wondering about now is Palat. Yeah. What's he going to do? What's that have to do with Subban? Are you saying Subban's going to go to Tampa Bay? No, because my my thought right now, if you can if you can start to attack some of these teams that have no salary cap, they have no money. Can you go after and try and get an Eric Siernek? Oh, I got to. I can't imagine Tampa's going to let that guy go. He's well, what, are they going to let Sergachev go? Uh, I to me. Like the one thing I always wonder is like the one thing about Tampa is they find ways to do keep the players they want, right? Yeah. And players like to stay there. So they don't have to deal with those two guys, at least in terms of their next contracts for another year. They'll let the next year play out and then they'll decide. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other, the other thing to there, get. too, is you've got McDonough, right? Yep. So McDonough has three, uh, four more years, and his salary eventually drops. Like, I wonder if there ever comes a day where they go to him and say, I don't know. I, I'm just like, don't anybody run with that. I'm just curious about it. The bottom line is, Craig, they could punt that away for a year. Well, that's you know. I can't I, see. I can't see them letting letting Chernak in particular go anywhere. I think they keep him over a few of the other guys for sure. Yeah, like for that sure. guy. Like Riv, I see why you're saying him. He might be one of my. After watching him up close again, he might be one of my favorite players in the league. Yep. Absolutely. You know, he's just a big guy. He's he's a big, big guy. He's physical. He moves the puck well. He he just has a really, really strong all around game. And uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you look at here in Buffalo, we got, you know, Darlene, left hand, left hand shot. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's gonna just gonna continue to to get better and better. Owen Powers a left-handed shot. Matias Samuelson's a left-handed shot. Got to try and find find some some you know 
upper echelon right-handed D and he's, he's one guy in, in the league that is like, I, I know it'd be extremely, extremely, extremely difficult to get him, but he would be one of my guys that I would be going after strong. Elliot, what's your uh, big 32 thoughts you're working on here this week before we let you go? I got, I got two days to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to start making a lot of my calls and you know, a lot, lots happening at this time of year. So, you know, Subban's one. I owe you an apology. I've been, I am so off today. Every eight months, I swear it's like a, it's like a, I get this fucking migraine and I have no migraine medicine left. I woke up this morning and I've got a migraine for the ages right now, like nauseating. So you do not have to apologize to me. No, I, I, no, normally I'm much more upbeat, but I have just, I woke up this morning. It was like, I haven't had a sip of alcohol in 10 years. I woke up this morning, like I just kind of knew I did like the old, like when I used to drink, I'd wake up in the morning and I would just kind of like open one eye and be like, how bad is it going to be? How bad? <laughs> and then you open the one and you're like, oh, and you open the other one. You're like, oh my God, I'm this hurts. Right. It's how I was today. So I, I apologize. No for, need to apologize. Advil, so so what shit. we're saying is uh, the after the whistle crew is, uh, we're hurting, was in rough shape. I, uh, I get a ding on my phone, Elliot, this morning. I open the one eye, open the other eye. I check my phone. Petey's like, you ready to go at nine? It's 845. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, had a good, uh, had a good uh, night with, uh, with my old buddy, David Wilkie. First round draft pick. First round draft pick. Yep, we both came up together in uh, in in Fredericton, New Brunswick, in the minors, mm-hmm. and had had an unbelievable time. We had such a good team: Craig Conroy, Darcy Tucker. Um, there's just a lot of guys that did, that did really well from from that team, and uh, we were all pretty tight. Pushed each other real hard. It was a it was a really really good. Uh, good environment but uh well i said i said to riv elliot um uh, because david wilkie was a right-handed shot and i said to him like he must being the first rounder in riv's draft year both offensive guys coming out of junior i said uh man wilkie must have been a motivating factor for you i did mention that to him like i mean it was it was uh dave wilkie was the first rounder he was the golden child Everybody else. Well, I remember he got badly injured in the game, right? In the AHL? No, in the NHL. So he got called up mm-hmm. and he, he, he went into the boards. In the, the NHL. And, okay. Yes. And, the, and his stick stuck like the butt end of his stick punctured right through his leg. Oh. And he had to have surgery and the whole shoot match. And, oh. What happens when, you know, the the first round right handed defenseman uh, gets uh, gets hurt? They needed to call someone else up. Yeah, it's all about it's all about opportunity. If David yeah. Wilkie never got hurt. I would have never had an, an opportunity to play. Hmm. And you know, we talked about that. You know, he's getting called up. He's playing. You know, I'm in the minors. You know, I'm very very cognizant of what's going on up there you know he pushed me to be you know a better player i had i had to work harder (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and he was a hell of a player hell of a player so a lot of good times a lot of good times 
and now he's uh, now he's uh, he, he's here in Buffalo because uh, he's coaching the uh, he's coach GM he's running the whole program out in Omaha Lancers in the USHL. Oh wow! So he's uh, he's been doing that for for quite some time, and uh, he's here in town because the under seventeen uh, um, development camp USA development camp is is in Buffalo, so. He's coming to watch all those players. I remember, I remember him. I absolutely remember him. As I said to you before, before we even started recording, you're like, it's like stump the Schwab. You can't stump. That's you're, not true. I can definitely be stumped. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to stump you next time. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.